This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. On Mondays, we are having Rav Benjamin Tavori, who is giving a series this year on Mo'adei Hashanah, Shiurim, about the different holidays and festivals. We've been discussing the laws of Tisha B'Av and the period before and after Tisha B'Av for quite a while. Today we'll continue with the sugya in Meseches Tanis, with the Mishnah in Meseches Tanis, but it seems that we're going to change the topic. The Mishnah mentions after t- the laws of Tisha B'Av that there were no greater holidays in the Jewish calendar then Tisha B'Av, then Tu B'Av, and Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur. Lo hayu yamim tovim l'yisrael k'chamishasa b'Av uchyom ha-Kippurim. The greatest holidays in the Jewish calendar, the greatest yamim tovim, were Tu B'Av and Yom Kippur. Now at first glance, it seems to be that this Mishnah, mentioning Tu B'Av after the laws of Tisha B'Av, could simply be a question of calendar. We were discussing the week of Tisha B'Av, the day of Tisha B'Av, the next holiday in the Jewish calendar is Tu B'Av. However, there might be a greater connection to the concept of Tisha B'Av as well. The source for my comment is found in the Targum of Echa. It says there, Betulta Savdin al dipasku le mefak betu ba'avu biyamakipurim lechinga bechinugin. The days of Tu Ba'av and Yom Kippur were actually remembered at the time of the Churban Beis Hamikdash. This is, in a sense, a continuation of Tisha B'av, a continuation of the feeling of mourning that we feel over the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Because, in the language of the Targum, the young ladies would cry, because they stopped going out for their dances on Tubav Yom Kippur. Interesting, the word chinga is used in modern Hebrew Israeli slang for the party that they make for a kala before her wedding. And here it says the chinga was stopped. So Tubav, in a sense, is connected to Tisha B'Av as a continuation of memories of the Churban. Of course, if this would be true, then Tu B'Av would have no relevance at all today. Since it was a custom to have Tu B'Av only before the Beis HaMikdash, and since we know Batla Megillah Ta'anit, all those holidays, all those Chagim that were connected to the Beis HaMikdash are not kept are not observed any longer. Therefore, the laws of Tuba'av should not be at all kept today. In fact, the Beis Yosef, the Rabbi Yosef Cairo, in his classic Perush, Beis Yosef on the tour, quotes a Sefer Harokeach that says, B'Tuba'av noflim betachanunim v'cheinu agim lefi shabot lamigilastanis. He quotes the Rakeach as saying that in Tu B'Av we do say Tachnun. It's a regular day, no special event 
happens today on Tubav. We don't celebrate any event because this was a festival that was canceled with Megillah Tanis. Of course, I think the custom today is not to say Tachnon. In general, it seems that people look for an excuse not to say Tachnon, and as long as they find an opinion that you don't have to say Tachnon, so you skip it. I was once in a shul in my community in Alon Shvut, and they skipped Tachnon. But it was not apparent what the reason for it was. So a person came over to me and said, Masimcha, what is the uh, reason he meant to ask me, what's the, what's the Hasimcha, what's the Simcha today that we don't say Tachnon? And I answered him, Hasimcha shalakahal, hilo shalomrim Tachnon. Atarak shuel masiba. I said, the Simcha, it's almost a, a little bit of a childish thing, like we feel that we got away with something. The Simcha is that we don't have to say Tachnon. Now you ask, what's the reason for it? Today the custom is to omit Tachnon unto Ba'av. The Beis Yosef himself says that this is the custom, notwithstanding the fact that he quoted the Rokeach, he just said the facts on the ground. Today we see that people do not say Tachnon unto Shabbat. On Tuba'av. Now, what is Tuba'av? What's the special reason for Tuba'av? The Gemara there in Tanis, and there's a parallel sugya in the eighth parak of Bava Basra. There are parallel sources in Yerushalmi and other Midrashim. In fact, scholarly articles have been written about the differences between the Bavli and Yerushalmi. Uh, Professor Yaakov Gartner wrote an article that appeared in Sinai years ago about the variant concepts that of Tuba'av in the Bavli and Yerushalmi. But we'll stick to the simple understanding of the Bavli, and even that we'll have to do in a sort of an abbreviated fo- form. The Bavli, both in Tanis and in Bavabasra, gives a number of reasons for the celebration of Tuba'av. One has to do directly to the Beis HaMikdash. The first reason that I'd like to mention is this is the day that they brought the trees, the Eitzim, that were used to kindle the Mizbeach, to use for the Karbanos. This was the day that that was, that was designated for the day of bringing the Eitzim. Exactly what the reason that they brought it that day, how many days were involved, what kind of a simcha it was, is also a long discussion. My brother, Professor Yosef Tabori, in his book, Mu'adei Yisrael B'Tukufat Talmud, discusses the different reasons why they brought the trees, what the simcha of the carbon eitzim actually was. For us, it's sufficient right now to mention that this was directly connected to the Beis HaMikdash, they made a holiday because of the fact that they brought a carbon. They brought the carbonatesim. In fact, we know that any person who brought a carbon, for him, it was that particular, that particular day was considered a yamtov. There are certain halachic ramifications of that as a personal yamtov. A person brings a carbon, for him it's a yamtov. So there are ramifications to deal with people who have personal yamtov, like on days of uh, bris milah, etc., etc. The other reason 
that seems at least somewhat connected to Beis HaMikdash is also given in the Gemara that this is the day that Hoshea made a takana that the people can again go on Aliyah Regal. And again, I won't go into the historical development how Yerava ben Nevat stopped the people from going to Yerushalayim for Yantif, and the takana was made to remove those obstacles. For us, for our purposes right now, we see that these two reasons are inherently connected to the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore we could understand the opinion of the Rokeach that these were basically, Tuba'av was basically a Yom Tov that was connected directly to Avod and Beis HaMikdash, and therefore we understand the opinion that today these no longer applies. The Another source of the concept of Tuba'av was Yom Shekalu Midbar, the day that the people who died in the Midbar stopped dying. Now, the historical significance of this, of course, is that it seems to be a very, very early holiday, not just from the days of the Beis HaMikdash, but actually from the Midbar itself. Rashi, or the Perush, found in the Rajbam and Bava Basra, the Perush in, in Tanis, quotes the Medrash, that once HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that the Bnei Yisrael will die in the Midbar, the time for dying was designated as Tishabav, As the famous Medrash goes, that the Kaddish Baruch Hu announced this day will be a day of Bechia Ladoros, crying for generations. And the Medrash says that in Tishabav they say, go dig your go dig your, your graves. And actually people used to go into the bury to dig a grave and they used to go to sleep in the grave because they knew that many people are going to die. Once you woke up, Baruch Hashem, you're alive, you left. Every year, a certain amount of people died. And one year, finally, on Tuba'av, they got up and saw that that was it. The Gzeir is over, and there's nobody left who's going to die. And they said that once it reached the 15th, they were sure that the Gzeir of Tuba'av, because it really should have been on Tesba'av, on Tishabav, But they thought maybe they had made a mistake in the calendar. Once Tuba'av came, they knew the Gzeir was gone. So this reason obviously dates the concept of Tuba'av from a very early date, and interestingly enough, it has nothing to do with the Beis HaMikdash. Another two reason that's mentioned in the Gemara, and here there's also speculation as to whether this is indeed a real reason, but it's mentioned in the Gemara, that Harugei Beitar nitnu l'kvura. Those that were killed in Beitar were entitled to be buried. Now, in our generation especially, we should not take this idea lightly. How many people, how many of our families have we heard of, do we know, that do not have a kever at all? We don't even know 
if they were buried, where they were buried. Sometimes we're sure they were never buried. And to be brought to Kever Yisrael is the biggest chus. So people who were not privileged to be at Kever of their relatives, people who know that many relatives do not have a Kever, perhaps could identify with this reason very much. Yom she Again, this historical event does not have much to do with the Beis HaMikdash and also the time of the miracle of the of the holiday seems if it was really based on Yom She Haruge Beitar then it would seem to date to Ba'av in a very specific time period from the time of Beitar. All the reasons that I mentioned above are mentioned in the Gemara, and you can understand the concept of a holiday designated for each of the above reasons, but it wouldn't explain at all the reason for the celebration of Tuba'av in the manner in which it was done. Namely, the dances, the mecholot, that we'll talk about in a few minutes. There are, though, two more reasons given in the Gemara, which somehow would lead us to understand what the idea of Tubav really was. One explanation mentioned in the Gemara, and also this is an early type of concept, was Yom Shehutu Ashvatim If we remember from the story of Benos Slavchat, who demanded a share in their father's Yerusha. And indeed, Moshe asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the laws of Nachla were given, and Benot Slavchad were given a share, a Yerusha, in Eretz Yisrael. Of course, this presented a logical problem as far as the Nachla would be divided by Shvatim. Shvatim are determined by the man, by the husband. Now, if a daughter of Tzlavchad would marry someone from a different Shevet, and she would have a Nachala, so then the Nachala would go to her husband, and her children would inherit, which would mean another Shevet would encroach upon the property of a different Shevet. And that would destroy the whole concept of Nachala Shvatim, of giving out Eretz Yisrael according to Shvatim. So we know that the Torah told, Latov can marry whomever they want. But they must only marry someone from their Shevet. The exact definition of this halacha, when it applies and where it applies, is the reason that this Gemara is brought in Bava Basra and not just in Tanis. You see, Tanis discusses the laws of Tishabav, and then we said it would continue to the laws of uh, Tuba'av. The Gemara Bava Basra is talking about the laws of Yerusha. And there there's a sugi about the daughters of Slavchad and explains the technicalities, which we won't go into, of exactly when this law was enacted and when it was cancelled. But when it was cancelled means that the daughters of Yisrael, Benos Slavchad, had more opportunities for Shiduchim. Obviously, if the daughters of Slavchad can only marry one Shevet, the uh, p- 
potential shiduchim are rather limited in number. And this way, they become the same as any other Jewish young lady who can marry into any shevet. And that's obviously a simcha, and perhaps a simcha specifically for women. A simcha for the women who now can marry anybody they want. This reason, of course, would tend to lead us to understand the manner in which the simcha was performed, which I said we'll discuss. One more reason which is quoted in the Gemara is also based on historical significance. Of course, the story of Tzlavchad would mean the date of Tuba'av would begin from the day that when this heter was originally given is the reason for the holiday, and then it would start from that time on. The last reason that I'd like to mention is also a historical reason, based on the story in Shmuel, in Yeshoftim, Perak Chafalif, where there was a gezera that the people would not marry anyone from Shevet Binyamin. But then there came a situation where if nobody would marry somebody from Shevet Binyamin, so eventually it would be harder for them to find Shiduchim. And Shevet Binyamin would almost dwindle away. So they said we should make a party in Shiloh and will somehow allow a way of determining the fate of Shevet Binyamin by looking the other way and we'll tell them what to do. He said, look, look, Uritem in Shoftim Perak Chafalif Pasuk Chafalif. Uritem v'neim yitzu benot Shilo lachuba mechalot. When the daughters of Shilo will go dancing, v'itzatem min akramim, you go out in the vineyards. V'chatavtem lachem ishtomi benot Shilo and 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 grab someone. V'alachtem as binyamin. So this day was somehow a day when Sheva binyamin was semi allowed back into the community. And of course, this is a simcha for Klai Yisrael. First of all, the unity of Klai Yisrael was reaffirmed. Sheva Binyamin somehow was reaccepted into the concept of unity, of marriage within Klai Yisrael. And Sheva Binyamin would be continue as a shevet. This simcha would seem to be more for the men of Sheva Binyamin than anything else. Whereas the reason of the mentioned before of Benot Slavchad would seem to be for the young ladies, here would seem to be for the young men at least as well. These two reasons, which have to do with marriage, would explain somehow the way of celebrating this particular day. The Gemara says, as I said, that Mishnah and Tanis and the end of the Gemara in Bava Basra as well, the Gemara says, "Benot Yisrael Yatzat B'Mchalot." The daughters uh, would, the Jewish women would go dancing, and what they would do is they would borrow clothes in order not to distinguish, differentiate between people who had one type of clothes and people who had a different type of clothes. They would borrow clothes from each other. Not to embarrass, not to shame anyone else. And they would go dancing, 
And the Gemara says they would actually have a type of singing which accompanied the dancing. And they would say, These dances were somehow like an American custom, lahavdil, of uh, women going out to find husbands on a certain day of the year. And the Gemara says, The ones who came from fine, established, good families would use, would say, fellows, look up, look and see what a good family I'm from. The more beautiful ones would say, go look at how pretty I am. The ones who were not that beautiful would say, you should be married to Shem Shemaim, etc., This was a sort of a an opportunity for the young men and young women who had little opportunity of meeting each other supposedly on a regular basis would be able to get together in a way that they could meet each other socially for the purposes of marriage. Interestingly enough, some people wonder about this. Is it really within our concept of Tznius? Is this what we would imagine? The Kolbo, one of the Rishonim, who is basically a, has laws uh, very briefly, quotes someone, I don't know whom, who says, V'yesh Tmeim, says the Kolbo, somewhere astonished. How could it be that this custom was approved by Chachamim? It's as if a man grabs a woman. It seems like like we saw by Shevet Ben Yamin, we said you can take a wife, that a husband can just take a wife, whoever he feels like. The Kolbo raises a hypothesis that this was only done for people who had trouble finding a shidduch. Because someone who could find a shidduch wouldn't at all go to such a, an event. For example, he says, if she would be a minor, so it make no difference. Only her father can marry her off. So, and if it was an older young lady, so her father wouldn't let her go. And he, if he would go, he would tell her, be very careful you marry. And obviously, it's up to her. She has a choice. So he says, He says, this is a, a, a custom that was enacted for young ladies whose family did not have a possibility to marry them off. And he goes on to say, and become, they would be old maids. They would really just sit and wait until they become old. So he said, that's why it's a Yom Simcha. There are people who questioned this hypothesis because when we learned in the Mishnah and the Gemara quotes that they used to exchange clothes, so the Gemara says they always used to go to a, le- to a different level to borrow clothes. And they give the levels, of the order of the people, how they borrowed clothes. 
the king, the Bas Melech, the daughter of the king, the princess, as it were, the Bas Kohen Gadol, the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, the daughter of the Kohen that was appointed for Milchama, etc., etc. Now, it is possible that if we talk about certain uh, spectrum, a certain spectrum in, in society, it might have been difficult for them to find Shiduchim. But the daughter of the king, the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, such respected families, obviously such wealthy families, would have trouble finding a shidduch for their daughters. It very well could be that our concept of tzniyas and their concept of tzniyas was actually different. They, The need for young couples to meet each other in such a social setting, under direction of Chachamim, when it was a Yom, yom Tov Yisrael, that at that time was considered an act of tznius in order to enable young couples to meet each other and get married. It tends to cause us to think about the problem today of having so many young men and young women who have trouble finding their shidduch and arranging some sort of a social uh, milieu in which they could meet each other observing carefully the laws of Sneus as we understand them, but yet enabling them to meet people in a social setting where perhaps we could encourage more Shiduchim. Interestingly enough, I looked through modern poskim to see how they, if they mention Tuba Av at all. We have seen an opinion that Tuba Av no longer applies because it's related to the Beis HaMikdash. On the other hand, we saw certain reasons for Tu Ba'av that exist from biblical times and seemingly would not be cancelled. And we've seen other reasons which are based on more social reasons which seem to apply in all generations. At least the concept of Tu Ba'av could be taken today as a Yom Tov. So I'll quote to you just one source from the Sefer Yalkut Yosef, which is a compendium of the laws of Moadim in this particular case, but a compendium of all the world of Halacha, based on the Psakim of Ravavad Yosef, written by his son, Rav Yitzchak Yosef. And he says, interestingly enough, Yom Tubav Hu Yom Tov. He doesn't give any reason at all for the Yom Tov. He doesn't even say it's a Yom Tov. It's like a Yom Tov. We've seen already that the Beis Yosef said, although there is a good reason to say Tachnun today, the Minig is not to say Tachnun. But then he goes on to say, Interestingly enough, how he took the idea of Tu Ba'av, which really might have been considered a social holiday, a marriage holiday, a Yom Tov. And for our generation, he mentioned the concept, what should we do? How should we celebrate Tu Ba'av? We should learn more in Torah at night. And his reason? As the nights grow longer, and of course, we would have to check the calendar, is that really accurate? But since the nights are made for learning, and the nights are longer, it's a time to dedicate more of our time to learning, 
Ubischus Hatora Nizkel Gulashlema. In the Schus of Torah, we should be Selcha for Gulashlema. Now, it, he, of course, doesn't quote any sources about this, but there is a source for it. The Gemara, when d- d- discusses the holiday of Tuba'av, in Bava Basra, in that Surgyan Dav Kufchafalif, at the end of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Mikan va'elech, the Mosif Yosef, she'eno Mosif Yasif. The literal translation would be, from this day on, whoever adds should add. And if you don't add, it will not be good for you. Now, what does it mean? So Rash, the Rashbam in Bava Basra says, Man de Mosif, min halayla adayom. Lishanos. Whoever adds to the night, since the night is considered a primary time of learning, whoever adds to the night with, will have additions made to him. And he says, Ki yamim Because you'll learn at night, you'll make your nights longer, you'll have arichas halelos, so because of that, You'll have Arichas Yamim. And he mentions exactly, <coughs> this is obviously the source of Rav Yosef, because Hayamim Miskatsim Halailos Marichim, the nights are longer, the days are shorter. Therefore, you should spend more time learning at night. Obviously, any occasion that we can use to talk about adding learning is certainly a meritorious uh, comment and something we should all take to heart. But it doesn't seem to be the essence of the day of Tuba'av. Tuba'av may be considered a day of the continuation of Tisha B'Av as it were, as we quoted in the beginning from the Medrash and Echa Rabbah. Or it might be a holiday based on the Beis HaMikdash, or other historical reasons, but somehow it's been accepted in our community, in our world, as a day of happiness, really for social values, that men and women had a chance to meet themselves, to meet each other, and to develop a greater concept of unity in Am Yisrael. I remember well how Rav Aaron Salavechik used to speak very, very drastically about the concept of Tu Ba'av in a different connection completely. In a sense, in a very impassioned appeal, but a sense that was almost a little bit naive, Rav Aaron could not understand people who would say Tachnun on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. He could understand people who don't celebrate Yom Ha'atzma'ut, although he did not agree with them, but he could understand people who would not celebrate Yom Ha'atzma'ut, who would not say Halel, would not consider it a Yom Tov. But he used to ask in this impassioned plea, is it really less than Tu Ba'av? 
when you ask the average person today, what was the Simcha of Tuba'av, I'm not sure which reason the average person on the street will remember. But somehow it was ingrained in me, in my childhood, it was a day that Jews were brought to Kvura. Haruge Beitai were brought to Kvura. And as I said before, in our generation, we should not belittle such a concept. But nevertheless, if that's the reason for not saying Tachnon, because Jews were buried, isn't there a much greater reason to omit Tachnon on Yom Atzmaut, on a day where we celebrate a day that Jews have an opportunity to live, to come to Eretz Israel as free, sovereign state? Isn't that enough of a reason not to say Tachnon? We should be Zoha to celebrate to Ba'av, to celebrate the unity of Am Yisrael, to celebrate the news that we will hear, Odi Shema Ba'arei Yehuda V'chutzot Yerushalayim, Kol Sasson V'kol Simcha.